Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I am the Assistant Director Hannah Christian. And on today's podcast, we have soon-to-be quadruple Bearcat, <laughs> Mid Buchanan High School Principal, in Fawcett, Missouri, Allison Kreifels. Hi, welcome, guys. Allison. Thank yeah, you. Welcome. We are super excited to have you on the podcast. I would just cut right to the chase with my favorite question of all time: What was your first job? Oh, not wow. paid for, not paid by your parents. So it, none of these like my parents, my parents paid me chores, right? Please, no, and my it had to be. Never gave me any money. Yeah, it had to be a paid job too. Paid job. My first paid job. Um, Cookies Cafe in Golden City, Missouri. And I am hopeful that there is a listener who has been there because it is an institution. Um, I was a waitress and dishwasher and Cookies is known for their pie. Like they serve 50 different kinds of pie a day. So the mark of a good waitress at Cookies is if you can memorize every pie that's available. Wow. Um, Highlight of that job besides like obviously getting paid because when you're 16, that's priority number one. But um, Sunday nights, they were never open on Mondays. So Sunday nights, you got to take home the extra pie. All the pie. All oh, the man. pie. So I would come home with like three different full pies and yeah, it was magical. So that was my first job. Um, learned so much doing that. I truly believe everyone needs to work in restaurants because you will learn what it's really, really like as a waitress, as a dishwasher, as a cook, but loved it. It was a great experience and I still love going back there to eat. So, so at, so you were 16 when you got this job. How did you, uh, was that kind of a rite of passage? Like people in your town work there. How did you get that job? Yeah. Um, I got the job, a friend of mine, her family owned it. She never worked there, but I, and I'd always loved cookies. And so when they, I kind of just was like, Hey, do you guys need any help? And I, like I said, I started one day a week as a dishwasher. And then, you know, as positions got promoted, I got promoted (laughs) to to a waitress and making milkshakes and, you know, taking home pie. So, um, yeah, it was kind of just, I was, I was grew up in a really, really tiny town and this was the tiny town next door. So it was seven miles and it was, it was a good, it was a good job. And a lot of fun and, you know, small town, you know, everybody. It's actually on a road that they use for, like, when people bike across the United States, they, that's one of the major routes. And so we would have people come. I met people from all over, honestly, the world when I worked there because they would stop in and they, everybody knew about cookies. And so it was kind of cool to, to hear, especially as a young person, to, to see that kind of thing outside of my little hometown. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, it was what fun. is what is your hometown? My hometown is Lockwood, Missouri. It is down in the southwest corner. Not a lot. It's not really near anything. So people always ask, "What's it by?" Nothing. <laughs> so it's an hour from anything. So how We're did both you get small to, town kids too? Yep, yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, there yeah. with you. It's um, you understand. You know, like we. <laughs> I drove through it this weekend. They took our stoplight down. We had a blinking stoplight. It's now. It's just a sign. It's kind of sad, but. I was going to say. So Lockwood, how did you how did you find Northwest? Um, I knew pretty early on that I wanted to go into education. I wanted to go into family and consumer sciences education and, um, Northwest was one of the programs that had it. So it kind of just fell into place. Um, I grew up an hour from lots of other colleges and universities, division one and division two and smaller. And I didn't want 
I wanted a different experience. So for me, Northwest was four hours. It was far enough, um, but close enough that if I needed to get home, I could. Um, so that was really what it led me to Northwest and trying to get away without so far that it was going to be really hard for me. I liked the size. Uh, that was really important to me. I graduated with 32 people. So Northwest, huge, you know, but also <laughs> there were a lot of people from Northwest who were from small towns. But my first roommate was from Omaha, Nebraska. My second roommate was from Kansas City. So I had I had those experiences as well and getting to learn from them as well, um, which made it really great. I will never forget my mom did not want me going to Northwest. Um, she was like, it's too far away. It's too far. It's too far. And she had the opportunity to meet a professor from Northwest at the um, FCCLA state conference and Mrs. Steens, uh, she met my mom and she's like, I understand that you're nervous about Allison going so far away and like gave her her cell phone number, her home address. And suddenly by the end of that week, my mom was all on board with Northwest. So it all worked out just like it was supposed to, but it was definitely, it was hard to convince my family that your baby can go four hours away. It's going to be all right. So funny, funny little side story to that. When I came to Northwest, actually very similar story to yours. Uh, and then I found out that at the time, Max Rule was the dean mm -hmm. of the College of Education. And actually, Max went to school with my grandpa in a tiny town in South Missouri. So <laughs> it didn't seem yes. like such a big world after that. Yeah, suddenly it's like when, when people talk about the Northwest family, that's literally the entire reason that I got to come to Northwest. Because had my mom not felt that family before I even left for college it would have never happened. So, so what's your favorite, what, what is one of the biggest things that you remember about your time, your first time here as an undergraduate? Um, football games, hundred percent. Um, I had a great group of friends that have had, I don't know what the right, I had a great group of friends at Northwest and we would, um, go to every game, the start of the shirtless Bearcats. That was not me personally, <laughs> but the original, like, group that did that that was my group of friends the first games where we went to national title games year after year we went to every game we traveled on the road everything yeah the games were great but that camaraderie and that group of friends and staying on campus on the weekends and hanging out on Saturdays and getting ready for the game and you know going to eat and that kind of thing that is one of my favorite just memories of Northwest as a whole. And and I can't even say football. It was started with football and it, it definitely evolved. You know, we did everything together. And so that was just that involvement and that group of friends, definitely a big part of Northwest for me. So how did you, we, we work a lot with college students, obviously, mm -hmm. who are looking for their first job. So you knew you wanted to be a teacher. You came here and did your uh, coursework. So how did you get that first job? What was your first out-of-college job? You guys didn't even set me up for this, but here it is. <laughs> I attended the education interview day. <laughs> that's how I got my first job. I showed up at career day, um, 100%. That's the only way I would have known that that position was open. I started teaching at Lathrop, which is north of Kansas City. Again, I never would have known it was open. I would have never made the contact. Did you just walk up? I mean, yep. cold. Like, I just, Hi, I just walked Allison. up. Yes, I just walked up. Um, I had no idea who had openings. I knew some, you know, I knew some that I had applied for and things. But um, if there's one thing I learned, it was you have to put yourself out there. And even if it's not the job that's right for you right now, you're going to make a connection with someone who it might be the right job later. And so I had heard there would possibly be an opening. So I just I 
I stopped at every school. I introduced myself to every single person. And um, they, he was like, you know, we, we actually have an opening. I was like, oh, well, here's my resume. Let's talk, you know. <laughs> so um, that was honestly how I got my first teaching job. You will know I'm, I'm advocate for networking for yourself and advocating for yourself and introducing yourself to people, even if you are like, oh, there's no way I would want to do that. You have no idea where your paths are going to cross later. And honestly, it was a career services event that got me my first job. So good job, guys. <laughs> Well, thank you. (laughs) Had you been in career services before? You mentioned giving a resume. Did you come in to have help with that? Or was that your first kind of interaction was that career day event? That was really my first interaction. Um, We had spent a lot of time, I think, I think, and I can't speak for other departments. I will say in the education department, they spend a lot of time mm-hmm. making sure you have that. I mean, it's really embedded in a lot of your coursework. It's part of your teacher work sample. It's part of, so you know it's coming. So I think that was um, where I felt like I felt prepared. I felt like I could hand that mm-hmm. over and be ready to go. So, what advice? So, I'm going to pop into the present moment for a second because I know we have students this fall who are kind of, you know, we're still having some COVID things going on. Yeah. What advice would you give for those students who maybe are graduating in the fall, especially teacher candidates? How, how should they go about networking or um, trying to find a position? The first thing I would say is you have to be flexible. And that's independent of COVID and all the situation that we're all in right now. Um, you have to be flexible. You know, I mentioned just because it's not the right person at the right time doesn't mean it's not going to be later. But, that, but you showing that flexibility is going to be an important part of that. Be accommodating allow yourself to have some different opportunities. None of us know the right answer right now. I probably shouldn't admit that. I don't know if (laughs) the administrator police are going to come get me, but I think all of us are trying the best we can. And, you know, I've been doing this for a few years, but I have great mentors who have been doing this for 15, 20 plus years, and they don't know the right answers either. So I think as teachers, it's especially new teachers, none of us have the right answer. Do your best be flexible and and just embrace those changes as they come because that's going to be what sets you apart as a candidate but also as a good teacher. <laughs> you it's not it's not oh if I do this now I'm going to be just fine in a year. No, you it's it's something you're going to have to do as a teacher in general is just be flexible, be open to new experiences. I tell my staff every year we we live on two tenets and it's giving each other grace and having an open mind. And if we can say at the end of the day that we've done those two things, then it's been a successful day. And so that kind of that open mind and that flexibility, that's that's going to be what sets you apart as a teaching candidate and also as an exceptional teacher. So as a principal, and this is my favorite part, right? So as a principal, uh, you have hired a lot of teachers or hired, hired staff members. Mm-hmm. So can you give me a little bit of insight into what your thought process is when you're, you're trying to source and hire new teachers or new candidates? Like, are there qualities that you look for? What makes mm-hmm. someone stand out in that type of situation? I think it's important to remember every school, just like any business, but every school has its own culture, its own vibe, so to speak. Um, for us, I am looking for someone who's going to help make our building something better. I'm not looking for someone who matches perfectly where we are now. I'm looking for someone with a growth mindset. I'm looking for someone who is willing to take those steps. You know, I I tell candidates, we work hard here. And if that's not for you, then this isn't the right place for you. But we do. We work really hard at Mid Buchanan. And um, I'm proud of the people that I've been able to hire. But I think the big piece is I'm looking for someone who's going to help us advance. I, I think it's important for new staff that we bring on, and I say staff, whether it is a secretary or a teacher or a paraprofessional or a kitchen aide, 
doesn't matter. I want them to be committed to improving our school. And so when they see something, they say something. Um, when they have an idea, they share it out. When they learn something new, they think of ways to apply it and they share it with, with each other. It's that, that constant growth and that constant um, building. That's really what I'm looking for. So when I'm looking at candidates, I'm looking for someone who has ideas who um, shows that, you know, this is what I've learned. This is how I want to apply it. We ask our candidates to give a mini lesson. I'm looking for creativity. I'm looking for different subject matter. I'm looking for, you know, using best practices in those lessons. It's, it's honestly, I'm looking for someone who's going to make us better. So that initiative, that excitement, it's a personality. I will say it's always nice hiring Bearcats. I'm obvious, I'm obviously partial, but <laughs> I think, I think they're good people. I, I know what they're experiencing in that education program. I know that what they're getting is of high quality. So all of the, all of the ins and outs of teaching, I know they're coming in with. So I'm really looking for someone with the personality that's going to fit where our school culture wants to go. So I'm looking for that enthusiasm, that flexibility, that growth mindset. And I think that's something that sometimes we gloss over here is that every business or company has a, has a kind of personality. And so if your personality is real, you know, if you're real bubbly and you're going to go to a federal reserve or something that's more conservative, you know, <laughs> yeah. not, not to knock the federal reserve, but <laughs> if you're going to some, you're going to be an accountant at some, you know, very uh, elegant firm and you have a personality like mine, you're probably not going to fit in right off the bat. Right. So um, just knowing, and I think, keeping an eye out for those good fits as far as company culture and your personality. And I, you'll, you'll be drawn to those, you know, your, your personality is kind of drawn to similar personalities. Absolutely. So. And I'll say like, we, we come up for the education day every time and I have made phone calls to people, you know, we get maybe 40 resumes I, we make notes. I, I want everybody to know we make notes on those. And so I have made calls, cold calls from those resumes of saying, hey, I remember you. So out of the 150 people that come by, the 40 resumes that we have, when you have that personality, when you have that spark that we are looking for, we know that. And so we're, we're going to pursue you. We're going to come find you, you know, because that's, that's how, that's how you network. That's how you make connections. That's how people remember you. Um, and it's different for every school. You know, it's not, it's not a one size fits all. So even, even what works for me at the high school may be completely different than what works for someone at the elementary. So bring your spark to career day. Bring Absolutely. your spark and come, <laughs> come see that, come be a, come be a dragon. How important is research for those candidates? Because when I talk with education students, I spend a lot of time telling them school districts are putting stuff out on social media for parents. They're putting stuff all the time out there. So it's really easy to find what the culture yes. of a school is, I feel like. So I always feel like if you're an education student looking for an internship or student teaching or job, you need to do a little bit of that finding yes. and then have good questions. So they don't come up to you and say, tell me about Mid Buchanan. They say, I see Mid Buchanan is doing X. Can you tell me about mm -hmm. X? Is that important to you? Oh, a hundred percent. And like you said, like I want, like I said, I want someone who comes in and says like, this is how I can contribute to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if that's not what we're doing, um, I'm going to think either one, they didn't research or two, our messaging isn't good. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to think our messaging is pretty good. We're pretty mm -hmm. out in the open about what we, what's important to us. And I would take it a step further. I would say there is an absolutely nothing wrong with a candidate calling and saying, Hey, this is what I'm seeing. Can you tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. 
what's important to you. Um, because I think it's not a secret. None of us are like, oh no, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a special trade secret for our school. But if you go on any school's website, you should be able to find their mission statement. You should be able to find their governance plan. You should be able to find messages from their administrators or Facebook posts or any of that kind of stuff. And that is really important for building those questions. I, I can tell if you've researched our school or not, if you're going to be a good fit, if the lesson you planned kind of aligns to what we're trying to do. And, and even I'm an advocate for customizing your resume and your cover letter because you know the things that are important to me and what we're looking for might not be something you'd put on your resume somewhere else. So I absolutely research the school before you go applying and just um, ask somebody who hires. My name is on a lot of stuff. And when we say send it to the principal and here's her name, put the person's name. Like if you know their name, put their name. Like I just that. And you if know. you can spell it correctly, you will bonus. also have bonus points. <laughs> and and say it because mine's hard. So it's you know I, I I'll give them credit if they can try. So all right, can I let's back up just a little bit. So you yeah. were you started out as a teacher, mm-hmm. and did you know that you wanted to be a principal, or did you kind of just feel that? Um, I did not. Um, When I set out, I did not want to go into school administration, like absolutely did not. And through a series of events, I thought, I feel like I could do that. Like, I don't know that it was not, it was, I was not in the best of situations at the time. And I was like, I feel like I could do what he's doing maybe a little better. Can I, I don't know. So um, in education, one of the ways that you advance is by getting another degree. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and get my master's in principal. I'm going to be a principal. I'm not going to use it. Um, Through a series of events, my husband and I, we moved up to Nebraska. I taught up there for four years and even then had a great, amazing administrator, had no intention of using it. And I always had people ask like, when are you going to, I'm like, I'm not, I don't really want to. I kind of, I, my career took a little side journey. Um, A position opened at the Nebraska Department of Education. I thought it was my dream job. And it was I loved it. Um, I traveled I worked with professional I did professional development for teachers and family consumer sciences. I was a state advisor for FCCLA, which is a national student technical organization. Um, Loved it. Missed kids like miss kids a lot. And so um, after three years, I said, "I'm, I'm ready to go back to education. And had the opportunity to go into administration and at a, at a school that focused on career education, which is what I'm most passionate about and loved it. I really didn't know that I would. I kind of thought, uh, I, I can always go teach. So I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. And I loved it. And so that's what I've been doing ever since. And I love, there are days that being in administration is really, really hard <laughs> right now. It's really, really hard. This whole um, year. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like just, we're just, yeah. Just accept it. But, you know, you talk about fits and you talk about um, what matters. And I think you you know that to a degree. And this is where I go back to. It's so important to make those connections because I would not have ended up at Mid Buchanan um, back in Missouri. I would not have ended up back here had it not been for some of those connections. And so um, it, it all happens for a reason. When you're in the middle of it, it's hard to accept that sometimes. But... I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. What was the biggest change going from, you know, teaching, you're working directly with students. And then as an administrator, you're working with teachers as much as you are students. So what what was that biggest change going from the classroom to the boss? (laughs) I, yeah. Oh yeah. I don't like that. Um, no, it's, uh, it's weird because with kids, 
I felt like as a teacher, all the kids kind of felt the same way about me. And when you're in administration, that is not the case because your interactions are so different kid to kid. And, you know, in a classroom, I had 120 kids and now I have 350. So, you know, it's just like how you get to know certain kids is very different. That's been a big change. And I'll also say teaching, I don't think I learned enough of this. I'm still figuring it out. Teaching students and teaching adults are two totally different things. And they are not transferable skills at all. <laughs> I, I thought, surely, like, I'll know something. Surely this can't. No, I knew nothing. And so um, I think my work at, depart at the Department of Education definitely prepped me for that because I did a lot of teacher professional development. Um, but it is very, very different. Um, I think that's a huge shift is those kid relationships and then teaching adults versus teaching kids is just very different. So that's, that's I think that's change. really a key, that's a really a, a very insightful key point that a lot of, even, I mean, even for us, uh, Travis and I, like in your working relationship, so you're an educator, so you're focused on education and you're very focused on growth mindset, but a lot of times people graduate out of college and they're like, well, shut the mind off, yeah. <laughs> send it away. And to really realize that when you move forward, part of getting a college of education, a part of being a Bearcat, being a, a Northwest contributor to the community is to continually learn and grow in your job at, you know, even far, far, 40 years, 50 years down the road mm -hmm. after you've graduated. That's a key point. I, I know you joked about soon to be quadruple Bearcat, but I love learning. And mm -hmm. I've never felt that anything that I've learned through Northwest, and I'm plugging Northwest here, I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. <laughs> um, nothing that I've learned has gone to waste. I might not have used it right at that moment. Like I said, when I was getting my master's, I had no intention of being a principal. Now I'm using it all the time. And, you know, I have a superintendent license. I honestly don't plan on ever being a superintendent. I love what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm focused on. But it's it's that idea of where else can I use this? Where else? And And, and I get stuff from books that aren't education related. I get, you know... There's, there's tons of great things out there that always are contributing. And I think that's what's important. Like you said, it's, it's that continual learning, whether it's through formal education or something else, because I would have never felt comfortable teaching adults if I hadn't taken the initiative to, okay, this is way different. I need to, mm -hmm. I need to rethink this. This is just not going the way that I thought it was going to go. So I think that constant learning is so important. So tell us a little bit more about what you're working on, your current educational project. Oh, man. For, for like doctor school or for, for doctor, okay, school. doctor school, doctor school. Right now, we just finished statistics and <laughs> policy analysis. It was all online. Let me tell you, statistics is not something I am skilled at naturally. I have to work hard at. So doing that online, man. I, whew, it was rough, but I made it. Um, we are entering a semester on um, program um, evaluation and literature reviews. I have two semesters of coursework left, and then I will start on a dissertation. I have a topic, maybe. We'll see. Um, I'm very interested in, I've learned that I am a little bit of an anomaly as a young female principal in a rural school. Mm -hmm. And really, rural schools and school administration is hard um, because you are so isolated, regardless of your age or your gender. You're, you're very isolated. Um, I have a great network of, like I said, our conference principals are awesome. They help me with a lot of things. But I also know it's hard, and you are the only one in the building. 
So I'm kind of interested in looking at what factors contribute to longevity of rule of principles because it's something that I experience and I, I love my job now and I want to enjoy it as long as possible. So if I can help someone else enjoy their job and stay in it as long as possible, that's what I want to do. So we'll oh, see. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I got, I've got May 2022. So I got, I got a while. <laughs> I hope uh, Dr. Ingraham and Dr. Wall don't hear this because if they hear me talking like that, they're going to be like, you're fine. You got this. So, But that's a great example though. Like yeah. we talk about, you know, as an administrator, you're trying to help other people learn. It's so much easier when you're kind of pushing the envelope for yourself and you're like, man, this is hard. And you experience all of those tough emotions, like, you know, frustration and just overwhelm when it feels like I'm just not learning fast enough or I don't have the clarity and and it makes it easier to feel empathy for other people I think who maybe in yeah. that position. I, I have several I have several teachers right now that are working on masters or or just finished I had two basically going through the same classes at the same time last year and you know we had a lot of conversations about how to balance it all and you know the ideas that they had that I hadn't even thought about and you know it's it's good to have people who get it and are a support to you because otherwise none of it, I don't care if it's an undergrad or a doctorate, it does not matter. If you don't have somebody to support you, whether it's friends or family, it's, it's a lonely road. Do you have any other tips or tricks or wisdom for Bearcats seeking jobs, anybody seeking jobs, non-Bearcats? I don't mm -hmm. know. Just give us some I don't have anything for non-Bearcats, no. I'm teasing. <laughs> I be think, a bear cat. <laughs> yes, be a bear cat. That's what's going to do it for you. Um, I joke about that, but honestly, like any career success I have had has been thanks to the lessons I learned at Northwest. Put it on a billboard. Like that's honestly 100%. Um, it became so clear to me and the group of teachers that I graduated with. I will never forget. We went to our first teaching conference and the stuff they were talking about, I looked over and we're all bored out of our minds. And we all already knew that we had all already done that. And we were all like, man, you, like you don't realize how grateful you are for a good education or a good class or a good professor until it's gone. And we were sitting there and all these other people, all these other new teachers are like furiously scribbling notes. And we're like, is this a surprise? You know? So honestly that set me up and has always given me that confidence. I think the biggest thing I would say to people is network, network, network. I, I know I've said that a few times throughout this. Um, you don't know when those connections are going to become in handy, whether it's hiring for a position or getting you in contact with someone. Um, network with your classmates, network with your professors, network through the Alumni Association. Um, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm the vice president of the alumni board. I'm obviously partial to that. But again, those connections and those friendships that you make through that open up a whole other realm of opportunities for you that you wouldn't necessarily know about. And, and then kind of on the flip side of that, with that, with that networking, it's giving back. Um, it's, it's you mentoring other Bearcats. It's you connecting with other Bearcats and promoting the university. Um, I am eternally grateful to Northwest for what they've given me. And so for me to be able to network with other young Bearcats or, or older Bearcats um, who are transitioning or looking for a job or looking for a new organization to join in the community. I want to be that connection for them. So it, it, it goes both ways. Reach out for yourself and reach out for others. And that's what I think being a Bearcat's all about. So what's the best way to reach out to you at? You can come by Mid Buchanan. No. 
if, if you can find us, if you can find us, the best way to reach out to me and honestly, any school administrator, especially right now is email. Um, that's the best way to reach out to anybody. You guys can reach out to me at any time and that's, that's going to be the way to do it. Do you want my email address? I didn't you're know if good. I needed to spell if you're, it or if, if you're, you're gonna, a good, if you're a good uh, if thinking student, you should be able to find, find Allison's it. email address. That would be your little true story. Little That's, this task. is your test. This is your test. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you have any parting questions, Travis? Uh, no, I was going to ask about the Alumni Association. Oh, you're involved there you with go. That. Perfect. So you mentioned it. So how did yeah. you go about getting involved with the Alumni Association? I had actually um, been nominated, gosh, I don't want to say how many years ago it was because it was for a okay. Young Alumni Award. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I still qualify as a Young Alumni. Um, but I had been nominated as for a Young Alumni Award for some work I did um, for a program with the university and um, attended you know, alumni events where we were living, that kind of thing, and had been asked if I'd be interested in serving on the alumni board, and um, sure, why not? And, you know, just through through working with Bob Mahuffsky, um on that, and now Karma Kinman assists with it, Kayla Dixon, um, and, and others who came before them, um, working with them and finding areas where I can serve the university has been such a rewarding part, and, um, you know, my son, He's nine. He is Bearcat through and through already. Bless his heart. Like it's, he's, he doesn't really have a lot of say in the matter at this point. Um, but just again, that idea of like being able to give back and find opportunities for um, to recognize other Bearcats, to work with other Bearcats. Um, now moving into the role as vice president of the alumni board, um, kind of committing to that a little bit more, still figuring it out by all means, but, you know, getting to be a part of the Forever Green campaign and um, that kickoff and, and experiencing some of those things. I've gotten to represent the university at different events. It's, it's a big part of my life. And um, again, it's just a way to give back and connect with other Bearcats. I love it. Yeah. We really appreciate you Absolutely. being on our podcast. You bet. So, this was Thank fun. you so much, Allison. All right. Well, have a good day, guys. All yeah, right. You too. Look forward to helping you find some new Bearcat teachers. Find, find me some Bearcat teachers for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time.